Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, the place that you want to be to buy your bulls in 2020. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, StatsCan's latest crop report has lower canola production but higher wheat yields. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, partly cloudy, winds up to 15 kilometers an hour. The high today minus 2, the low minus 8, with temperature rising to minus 5 by tomorrow morning. Wind chill near minus 14. Tomorrow, 60% chance of light snow late in the afternoon. Wind southeast 20 becoming southwest 20, the high 0 Saturday. 40% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 16. Sunday clearing and turning much colder, the high minus 17, the low minus 22. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 13, the low minus 23. Tuesday, sunny, the high minus 16, the low minus 21. Wednesday, sunny, the high minus 12, the low minus 16. Thursday, turning much milder, sunny, and the high forecast minus 3. Normal high minus 7, the normal low minus 18. Sun rose at 8.43 this morning, it sets at 4.56 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Maple Creek at minus 1. The cold spot, 700 miles north at Uranium City, Saskatchewan, minus 31. Estevan, minus 5. Swift Current, minus 4. Saskatoon, minus 7. Weyburn, minus 6. Yorkton, minus 9. Regina, cloudy and minus 8. That's 18 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 4. Humidity, 90%. Barometer rising, 102.2. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, minus 5. Winds are from the west-northwest at 11. Once again, Regina, cloudy, minus 8, that's 18 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best, online at mcdougallauction.com. Saskatchewan farmer Todd Lewis has been re-elected to a fourth term as president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan. Lewis farms at Gray, southeast of Regina and was first elected president in late 2016. Ian Boxall of Tisdale and, Ball and Bill Prabilski of Willowbrook was re-elected as vice well, president. Six directors were elected, including Wanda Reed of the Arm of Golden West, Terry Anthony of the Arm of Bailden, Devin Harlick of the Arm of Piapot, Bill Prabilski of Arm of Gary, Donovan Block of the Arm of Leroy, and Jeremy Welter of the Arm of Mariposa. Fifty-six resolutions were considered during the three-day annual meeting of APAS, Delegates unanimously approved a motion calling for a federal rebate of carbon tax collected on propane and natural gas used for grain drying. The latest stats can reports as fall crop production in Saskatchewan fell for canola but rose for wheat, peas, oats and barley. The Farm Survey says canola production dropped 7.3% in this province to 10 million tons while wheat and lentils jumped 5%. 
The increases in production were 30% for field peas, 29% for barley, and 31% for oats. Flax fell 11% from last year, mustard seed was down 21%, canary seed down 18%, and soybeans declined 53% in production in this province. The Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial in Regina, Adam Pacallo, says the StatsCan full production report was positive for canola prices. Well, Jim, starting off with the StatsCan report that was released today, we are seeing canola prices up here a little bit on the day due to the report being favorable for canola. The the production uh, came in lower than uh, at the lower end of the range, I should say, for estimates at about 18.6 million metric tons, which the average estimate, according to Bloomberg, was around 19.24. So that, again, lends support to canola here, possibly going forward, as well as today, a a couple other developments that uh, is, I believe, adding to some positivity to canola. The first is actually China decided to drop their tariffs on U.S. pork and soybeans. So as a result, we are seeing soybeans stronger today. And there is a strong sign that that U.S.-China phase one deal could actually go through before the 15th, which again is positive for canola. As well as another development here today too is that the U.S. came up with some very positive economic numbers when it comes to jobs and so the U.S. dollar is spiking today here on that and the Canadian dollar is down almost half a cent. So again, that is supportive for canola. What about wheat? On the wheat side of things here, Minneapolis wheat has been fairly well supported here at some of the lows. When looking at the the stats can report, it wasn't very impactful when it comes to that trading pretty much around the average range for the estimates. The one thing, again, I am watching for the wheat market here right now is the spread between Minneapolis and Chicago wheat. Now, now, historically, Minneapolis trades at a premium to Chicago because it is a, a higher quality wheat. However, there is actually a discount. It's trading at about minus nine cents or so here right now, which is at almost an 11 year low now. So that's one thing that I'm watching for clients here on the wheat market. So the outlook then? Well, for the outlook next week, it could be a bit of a volatile week with the USDA has a report coming out on Tuesday with their crop production report. So again, on report weeks, it can make things a little bit different than possibly they should be. And uh, beyond that, for the rest of the winter, how does the outlook? Well, this time of year, one thing that impacts canola prices is just the the soybean prices because of the South American weather. So that is something that I'm watching here over the next month and a bit or so. And overall, again, this is the time of year where producers may be selling because they need cash flow and bin space. However, they may want to be looking at replacing it using futures or options and that's when I possibly look at things for them. Adam Pacallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial in Regina. The ongoing canola trade dispute with China is costing Western Canadian farmers a lot of money. Mike Jubinville is the Director of Markets and Weather with Market Farm. 
He says if the trade was fluid with China right now, canola would be a good dollar a bushel higher than it is today. Despite lower canola prices, there is still underlying support to the marketplace. Palm oil is at a two-year high, and the world vegetable oil stocks-to-use ratio is declining and will likely be at the lowest level since the 1970s. Jubinville expects domestic canola crush to reach a record 9.8 million tons. Even more canola would be crushed if there was additional capacity. Spring wheat is also having market challenges following a price bump in September and early October. Since then, there's been a substantial decline in the Minneapolis wheat futures contract. Jubinville says buyers were more aggressive in September when they were worried about quality issues, but that changed later on. Typically is the case, uh, movement on basis, time, blending, a realization that yes, we have a diminished quality wheat crop this year, but maybe it wasn't as bad as some of the initial fears were. Uh, we've had a relaxation in the market, so we went up maybe a little too high too fast in that six-week period, and now we're going into the bit of the hangover. Jubinville believes the situation should improve in early 2020. Russian wheat prices, European wheat prices have all been trending higher. You've mentioned uh, soft red winter wheat and hard red winter wheat, you know, that had been also have been trending higher, opposite to what the spring wheat market had been doing. All of these point to me as an opportunity on a wheat market that may yet still be coming. And Jubinville added further. I don't want to be overly bullish about this. There is no shortage of wheat out there. However, over the next two or three months, I can envision an opportunity that sees maybe another 50 cents a bushel added to this marketplace. So it's going to be one of those things where we're going to be looking in those, uh, uh, a bump in the market that comes over a course of a three to six week period. And that's probably going to be our next selling opportunity, hopefully better than what we're looking at today. Jubinville says flax prices are holding up quite well. If you've got the top end of the milling quality at $14 a bushel, but like a number one still is at 13, maybe as much as 13 and a half dollars a bushel. And we've seen relative stability in the flax market for a fairly extended period of time. U.S. supplies are down, so there's an opportunity for our marketplace. It's helping with the stability aspect of, of the market. We're not in a process of building any significant carryout on the flax side. So I don't see a lot of downside risk materializing here. The ability for us to go higher, though, that becomes a bit more of a wild card. Since we had lost the European market to the former Soviet Union states years ago, our focus had been on North American demand and on China. China still is a regular buyer from us. However, they have signed new photosanitary certificates and agreements with Russia and Ukraine and they have emerged as significant flax uh, producers as well. So we're going to see more competition into the Chinese market with the FSU countries. Does that mean the market needs to go lower? I would say not necessarily at this time, but I think we're in a kind of a stabilization point where the price is not going to change that much this winter, is what I suspect. Mike Jubinville spoke yesterday at a Farm Forum event in Saskatoon. Hello folks, Bill Creech here with Hill 70 Quantock Ranch Barn Burning Bull Sale. We're at Lloydminster, Alberta, and this is our 50th annual bull sale. It's February 1, 2020, right at the ranch. We'll sell 400 bulls, red and black Angus, horned and polled Herefords, Charlays, red and black Sim Angus bulls, and Galvey balancers. 75% of these bulls are two-year-olds. They're held over. They're not leftovers, plus bred and open commercial females. We'll see you at our 50th annual bull sale. Remember to call us, 800-665-SALE. 
This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions. The first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. Bitter Siberian air will invade southern Saskatchewan next week, but it will be short-lived. Environment Canada's senior climatologist, David Phillips, says there will be a big change in weather this weekend as cold air replaces above-normal temperatures. The fall has been actually maybe close to normal, maybe slightly below normal, but we're going to see this week, especially the weekend, we're going to see a real change. I mean, you've had a couple of melting temperatures in the last couple of days. The next couple of days still seem about uh, a little bit above normal. For example, in southern Saskatchewan, you typically would see a high of about minus 7. We're going to see highs of minus 2, minus 4. So these are clearly above uh, above normal. But then, you know, a little bit of a skiff of snow coming through Saturday, and then the temperatures are going to plunge. And we're going to see temperatures next week, early next week, of, of some of the coldest temperatures you've had this winter, with highs that would be maybe 7 to 9 degrees colder than normal, more likely to expect in January, not in early, um, early December. So minus 15, minus 16, but it's, it's not going to be long-lasting. Uh, we think that certainly by this time, the end of next week, you'll be back into something that's more more seasonable. So, you know, that may give you a clue as to what the kind of a, of a winter we're going to get. Now, the early indications were, uh, particularly from some of the private weather services, there's going to be a, you know, a harsh winter, a cold winter, a long winter. Uh, it was going to be cold and snow, the winter of our youth, that type of thing. Well, Environment Canada and some of the other national weather services around the world have, have said the situation looks a little different. We're calling for perhaps maybe milder than normal conditions this winter. So really from December, January, February, it's an outlook. It's not a forecast, so it's not every day. It's just the dominant pattern, maybe more weather, more from the west or the south and not from the north. Well, we're going to see on the weekend and early next week more Siberian air. I mean, not just even Arctic air, but it's Siberian air. So it's going to be pretty cold as it comes plunging down. We think there will be bouts of that. And of course, you've heard about the polar vortex. The polar vortex strikes fear in our hearts, and we often we can't uh, uh, get our minds off of last uh, uh, February when uh, we had uh, the whole month was um, was colder than normal. We saw temperatures in Regina of minus 42. I mean, that's not just the wind chill embellished; that's the actual temperature. And we had almost every day was temperatures below minus 20. That was a real strong bout of the polar vortex. I think that even though it is milder than normal, I think um, we have to uh, realize, Jim, that it's not going to be balmy. It's just, but we think the the majority of the pattern will be more from the west and the south, and that generally means for a, a milder than normal uh, uh, winter. So I think for farmers, I mean, if they, uh, you know, especially ranchers who feed animals and, and want to do things around the farm and things like that, I think it won't be as brutal as what we saw last year. And I don't think it'll be as long. I mean, that's a very important point. Now, when you have a milder winter, then, you know, your spring sometimes can come a little a little faster. Because in order for spring to come, you need to get rid of the of the snow and the ice and the cold, the frozen ground. And, and so if it's not going to 
freeze off as intensely as it did last year, then perhaps maybe the spring will come a little earlier than it did last year. I mean, last uh, spring was cool and, and dry, and then all of a sudden uh, you know, rains came and you couldn't turn the faucet off. And we have already see now that there are acres and acres, millions of acres in Saskatchewan and, and other parts of the prairies that are just not harvested. We'll have to wait till 2020, which is, which is sad and unfortunate. But I think it's not going to be the brutal kind of winter that some people first thought. Uh, there's no El Nino, so it's not going to be warm Pacific breezes, but my sense is the flow will be um, more from the west and the south, which means generally uh, a little bit of a warmer tinge uh, to it than strictly coming from Siberia or the Arctic or, or Alaska. Phillips says precipitation will be below normal this month, but mostly normal for the rest of the winter. For spring and summer of next year, he says the outlook is normal seasonal weather. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for feed barley dropped $25 at $157.68. Canola went up $5.50 at $421.98. Oats rose $1.75 at $201.82. Number one red spring wheat gained $274 at $210.36. The rest were unchanged. Durham $266.39. Flax $520.79. Lentils $372.50. Yellow peas $244.89. Feed wheat $156.83. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March wheat is up one and a quarter cents at $5.15 a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 2300 on offer for the week ending December 6th. Last pre-sort of the year is Tuesday, December 10th. Looks like 1400 expected for that one. Looked like these seven-weight steers were a little stronger here on Tuesday. They were 195 to just over two bucks. Lake Canada Lake continues strong. These good cows, 71 to 79 sales right up to 82 bucks on them top top end. Good bulls, 94 to a dollar two. The regular sale of cows bulls is Thursday, December 12th, and Thursday, December 19th is the last one. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices for SIG 5, TCP, BP2. Price $128.93 per CKG. For BP4, TCP4, it's $145.87 per 100 kilograms. The outlook today, partly cloudy. Winds up to 15 kilometers an hour. The high minus 2. Low minus 8 with temperature rising to minus 5 by morning. The wind chill near minus 14. Tomorrow, 60% chance of light snow late in the afternoon. Wind southeast 20, becoming southwest 20. The high zero, 40% chance of evening flurries and the low minus 16. In Regina, cloudy minus 8, that's 18 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. Make sure you have the right date marked. It's February 1, 2020. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, 50th Bull Sale, Lloydminster, Alberta.